In a world where three pudgy middle school history teachers discuss random aspects of history. Well, that's... that's all I got. No, Hatfield, we got you. Yeah, I, Wait, who you calling pudgy? Yeah, man, that's kind of rude. No, I'm rude. It's the History Bros Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the History Bros. I am Jason Rude, joined by Jason Hatfield and Brian Geldmacher. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Great. I'm doing well. Um, <laughs> uh, although I did have a bit of an epiphany. Oh, um, okay. Something that I don't think that we have ever really talked about on this podcast before. Oh, and the question is, should we talk? About- I'm kidding. Go ahead. No. Um, okay, so <laughs> we're recording this on Saturday, September 11th. Yes. And um, I had read something in the news or had heard something where people were complaining how you had a whole generation of kids that weren't that didn't know anything about September 11th. And it's kind of <laughs> weird when you pass that first year of kids who were not alive. Then, yeah, you know, that's as a strange. So I always make it a point to talk about it and kind of get the kids, you know, let the kids understand about it and, you know, uh, and understand the concept um, of, you know, uh, you know, where, how we were, you know, why do they hate us and why are they doing this and all that kind of stuff. And there was a docu-series um, on Netflix, which kind of covers a great deal of everything about it. And it's, it's, I highly recommend it called Turning Point, but. Mm, yep. Um, one of the things that I discovered, though, is and it's and seriously, this is one of the things that we never talk about as social studies teachers is that when we talk about something that is this intense and personal to us for an hour um, or however long the class is, and then mm-hmm. you have to do it three more times right. in the day. It it kind of takes a little bit of a it, it, it takes a little bit of a toll on you. Um, sure. Talking about really intensely personal history things that you that are you know for us being history nerds can be very very um, it can be very personal and very and you can be very passionate about um, talking about that for a real dwelling on it and teaching it and digging it up and picking at that scab, you know, for like, you know, four hours, you know, in, you know, in the morning is, I just realized it's kind of, it's, it can really tire you out. Yeah. No, I, I would, uh, obviously we, we, we get it. Um, it's, there's, there's nothing more wonderful than having to, you know, recount, basically relive that day multiple times <laughs> just in a short period of time it's it's just great it's just yeah. great yeah i <laughs> when when i read when i saw the turning point thing um i decided i'd try to watch it uh, my wife was out of town so i was like well i'm gonna give this uh, a look and not that she wouldn't have wanted one in fact she's expressed interest in watching it but um they covered so many things that I had not dwelled on in about 15 years. Mm. Um, you know, they focused on, they talked about, you know, the people jumping from the top stories and right. um, uh, that kind of stuff. And it's the kind of things that you sort of start to sort of 
repress or bury or whatever just to or maybe your your body just decides i don't want to think about this anymore and then you remember well it happened and i i was watching it and i think it was the second episode and i just i broke down just weeping i was just i mm. it really struck it hit me because i was like oh my god that's right all this stuff happened and it just I, the trauma that I had from that day, and I was living in North Carolina, so it wasn't like I was you know there dodging the debris or anything like that. But still, mm -hmm. it was that fear. And the thing is, is that um, you had people, you had people after the uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor doing the same thing, you know, living in these little towns in Arkansas, saying, "Well, maybe they're going to come and bomb us." And it was like, you know, of course they're not. You have no strategic purpose in where you live in this particular town, but you know it's that fear. It's the purpose of terrorism. But um, I just—it was just something that um, that documentary kind of just—it really dug up. Um, and then teaching about it in class, it was just. But it's important, you know. It's not about my comfort. It's not about you know. Oh, poor you. It's like these kids need to, I mean, I don't know what it would be like if I had a teacher who was telling me what it felt like on, you know, December 7th, you know, 1941. It probably would have had a bit more of an impact on me or something. I don't know. But anyway, mm -hmm. it was just something that um, just kind of popped up as a, you know, as a social studies teacher. It was one of the things that I had not thought of that is part of a hazard that we have to deal with. So anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I saw something as well on that, not a similar topic, not necessarily the trauma that teachers deal with. Um, but, and I mean, obviously I, I had stuff going on yesterday, um, as well as I think every social studies teacher in the country probably did. It probably was expected to, uh, you know, um, but, uh, what I found interesting, well, so what I, I, I mean, I, what did I use? I used the webinar from the 9-11 Memorial Museum. But mm -hmm. what I saw, and I think this is legit, um, somebody had said that when their kids came home, uh, they talked to them and said, did you talk about 9-11 today? They said, yep. And what'd you learn? And everything was Muslims did this, Muslims hate us, Muslims this. And I thought, you know, that's probably not said in that context, but it's how it gets perceived. And I know that when I talked about it, I, I don't think I used the words Muslim once yesterday. Um, but I think it's important to remember that uh, though Islam uh, is the religion that Al-Qaeda practices, Al-Qaeda doesn't represent all of Islam. Oh, sure. Just like any religion has their yeah. version of extremists, it, it's it's no different. I used I use the terminology religious extremists, and I, I, yeah. that's as far as I go. Right, exactly. And I mean, that's the thing is you can go back and find pretty much every, like you said, every religion has them. Mm -hmm. You go back into the 80s in the United States, and uh, you had 
you know, the, the well, whatever, the cross and the arm of the Lord, whatever it was, uh, Christian mm-hmm. extremists out of the uh, North, North Arkansas area that were blowing things up. Um, and, I mean, even Timothy McVeigh had ties to some of those types of groups. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they exist everywhere. And that's, that's not to try to say, well, what about? Um, it's just to say uh, mm-hmm. that there, there's no religion that has the, uh, the monopoly on extremists. Well, no, throughout history, it's it's been pretty much everybody runs the gamut. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every I mean, even um, during f- feudal, the feudal era in Japan, sure. they had Bo- Buddhist yeah. warrior monks that would you right. know, sometimes terrorize, which and it might be the coolest thing I've ever heard. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, uh, well, the thing is, is that they pose such a significant threat, not just uh, militarily, but their um, uh, their influence religiously. Sure. That um, he literally uh, like burned a mountain with um, <laughs> a monastery on top and slaughtered any that came out. You know, it was like, Jeez. which is, I mean, it's kind of a gangster thing to do. Um, you know, <laughs> but that's, I mean, it's so, not very yeah, Buddhist. I can tell you that every religious group has. But um, the it's interesting that you bring that up because around this time, um, the West Wing had come out. And one of my favorite episodes of that after September 11th happened, they had they completely went off track from what they would usually show, um, like their storyline and spent an entire episode dealing with the trauma that people were going through. Um, And so uh, in the episode centered around a group of kids that were part of um, like a they, they were touring the White House and it was like a terror alert and everything got into lockdown. Right. And so mm-hmm. each of the cast members comes in. And so the kids are asking, you know, why do they hate us and all this kind of stuff. And it was a very thoughtful dialogue that they had. If you ever get a chance to see it, it's totally, I highly recommend it. Sure. But one of the things, the examples that they talked about is, um, the character Toby comes in and, you know, they're talking about, you know, religious extremists. And he says, well, you know, or one of the kids says something about all Muslims. And he says, well, you know, let's put it this way. And he, and he wipes off like the menu board and he writes down, um, uh, Muslim terrorists or Muslim terrorists is to Islam. What blank is to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And he says, who has that? And, you know, people, you know, the kids, I don't, I can't remember if they couldn't come up with the answer, but he writes in the KKK. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, that was kind of like, I mean, it was an interesting way because there was, there was a lot of fear. We've gone through that as a country so many times. And I know we've talked about this on the cat on the podcast before, but whenever we have this national trauma, you know, we want to punish somebody and we want to point the fingers at somebody and we get very emotional about it. And it's difficult to really insert logic into such a traumatic, scary time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, no, um, exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, what we did it with, you know, the Japanese after world, you know, Pearl oh, yeah. Harbor. Um, and that happened after the assassination of Lincoln, same thing. They were trying to round up, you know, pretty much anybody just, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the knee jerk reaction to wanting to solve and to honestly, I think punitive, there's punitive overtones. Oh yeah, sure. You know, you want to get them back. Um, which, which brings up an interesting point. Um, cause one of the thing, one of the outcomes of September 11th was, you know, the passage of the Patriot Act. Mm Mm-hmm which was very controversial because you had a lot of people that were saying, oh, it's this, it's that. 
Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember, you know, people are like, you know, it's at that particular moment, I'm kind of like, if it's going to save my life, you know, I'm totally, you know, I don't mind them listening to me talk trash to somebody on the phone or, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I've got nothing, you know, to hide from that. But, and this do, this docuseries I was talking about discusses that situation as well. But, um, uh, looking back on it, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I can see exactly how controversial it was, but it was kind of strange for me to really be willing to give up and surrender a lot of my, I get, well, not a lot, I guess, but some of my liberties in exchange for, you know, some security. Oh, you're absolutely correct. Oh, yeah, sure. You're absolutely correct. And that's the thing is those types of pieces of legislation are, are passed often after some type of an event that causes that type of fear uh, because people will think again it's the same reason why we say oh we got to get people back we got to round people up without really realizing who it is that we're who's behind it and who really should be brought to justice over it you know um, yeah it's it's knee-jerk reactions you know one of the other things though i was thinking about is um, when I go, so, you know, everyone knows, I think by now, if you've been listening that we all met at a teacher Institute. And so we get to meet not only pretty traumatic, it was, it really was. Um, but we, we everybody else in our group, precisely, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, we get to meet teachers from all over the country, sometimes even all over the world. And one of the things I've learned is that whenever I go to one of these and find somebody from the New York city area. Uh, I, I ask them, hey, you know, you don't have to talk about it. I get it. But would you be willing to tell me your 9-11 story? And more often than not, they are. Uh, in the one that we were at, I talked to Tara Vetter. She was in Brooklyn. Uh, I believe being, mm-hmm. I think she was a nanny at the time, maybe. And uh, she said she could look across and she could, I mean, you could see, she could see the smoke. Uh, this last time, um, oh, what the heck, Courtney DeMarco was with us. And she was from, I forget where. Uh, but she said that she was in the school watching on the TV, and then she looked out the window and realized she could see the outline of the towers before they fell and the smoke coming, and it got very, very real. Um, and then another one I know is uh, Kelly Grotrian, who is from East Brunswick, New Jersey. And she, I can't remember if they went up the day of or the day after, but, you know, they were on the south side of the of the Hudson, not Hudson Bay, uh, Hudson River, Um and they were looking across and they could obviously see the smoke and it was, it was just, you know, yeah, amazing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the one that really, and, and, and here's the thing, I never got to talk to him, but, uh, Brian, you remember it was it Steven? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, can't think of his last name. Um, and I can't either. And now I feel so bad. Yeah. Uh, so Steven <laughs> is, uh, he, he teaches in Tennessee now. Friends. We are, we're terrible. He teaches in Tennessee now. Um, but, that was after he had a 20 year career on the New York PD and he retired the November after September 11th. Um, and, and he and I, we, we, we had a lot of good talks. Um, you know, we, we shared some stories, not so much that I have personal stories, but my dad and brother's stories. And then he would share his stories, uh, just, you know, kind of officer to kid of officer type stuff, things that we, we both kind of, we kind of get just being around it. And, uh, I never quite got to the point where I felt like I built up what we needed to be able to really start talking about 
that. Uh, he said he, he presents on it all the time. He's, he's, he's worked with the 9-11 Memorial Museum, among other groups. Um, but uh, you could just see when it got brought up, uh, you could tell it, he had to stop and think about it for a second. Yeah. Um, you know. I just, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, being as far away as I was and how much that impacted me to have lived there and experienced it like that, I just... Right. Yeah. And yeah, think that's... about the two schmucks out in the Midwest that are a thousand miles away from all of it. Well, and uh, there were the, the again, I know I keep bringing up, I'm not trying to give free airtime to this docuseries, <laughs> but I am. That's okay. But, if it's good, it's good. Well, one of the things that they discussed in it was, you know, all the, when they were, you know, coming in and, you know, obviously the elevators aren't working. Um, one of the things that I had not realizes that you know they talked about dead bodies around the elevators mm -hmm. sure and they're like well you know and they said it was because of the um jet fuel that poured down the elevator shafts right sure and i had never considered that i mean yeah these planes were loaded up you know they're supposed to go all the way across the country so they would have the most amount of impact when um the explosions happened and you know the fuel would uh ignite right mm -hmm. um but the thought of just this fiery, you know, napalm almost kind of thing pouring down elevator shafts with people that could have been riding the elevators at that particular point. I mean, that's just, oh, yeah. it just, there's so much horror yeah. that I have yet to wrap my brain around that happened on that day to compound on the horror I already know about. Oh, yeah. And, I just, you know, and there's, and I, I tell the kids every year, I said, I feel like every generation has a, a defining before and after moment. And I said, maybe COVID-19 is going to be that for you guys. Um, but right. for my generation, it was really September 11th. For my parents, it was JFK. For their parents, it was it was uh, Pearl Harbor. Yep. Um, and I said, not to say anything, I'm hoping that this is it. I'm hoping that you guys don't have right. something else yeah. like... Exactly. Very traumatic. That's going to change your life. I said, but history shows us that it seems like every generation has to have something really, really crappy happen to them. So, and, and exactly. I mean, and it's 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 tough. I mean, and the thing is, yeah, we have to go back and talk about it. And I, me personally, I was okay. Um, honestly, I have a harder time talking about Oklahoma City. Only because mm -hmm. I I have a little closer connection. I don't know people that responded to the incident like on the on the nine one one call, but I, I do know people that responded to the incident in the aftermath. Um, and and that museum really hit me hard just because mm. of what I know of what I do now as a as a rescue squad member. Um, you know, and and here's the other thing I got to thinking about these events very quickly teach all of us how to have empathy because and this is what it comes down to uh, for those of us that weren't in New York City uh, every one of us has family every one of us uh, knows people uh, every one of us understands death and so we may not have experienced it ourselves but we can empathize with those who are I think and that's why you had tears across the country even though you know, the, the bulk of the heavy, uh, you know, destruction and 
the heavy uh, death toll and immediate impacts on, on immediate families and friends was in the, the, the New York and, and Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. area. That was where the bulk of it was, but the entire country felt it. And, and because we finally, we finally feel empathy. Mm. Mm. You know? Yeah. And, that, and honestly, that is why 9-12 happens. It's not that we necessarily have to have one of these events happen to, uh, to have that united feeling. It's a matter of we have to have empathy for each other. And unfortunately, it takes something so shocking in our country anymore for people to have empathy, for everybody to have empathy for somebody they don't know. No. I had a student uh, yesterday ask me, what was the part that stands out to you most? And my answer was almost immediately, I said, September 12th. Right. Yep. And it, it meant, it's an easy answer uh, for me. I can't obviously speak for anybody else, but um, for me, there was nothing more amazing than watching the uh, just the the way that people came together despite all their you know nonsense and, and right. whatever else. Um, you know, I had cool. always, I, I, I'd always kind of considered the American flag, you know, obviously it's the flag and whatever, and, but there was something on that always seemed a little, I don't know, I don't know how to say this. I mean, it's not, I don't know. I feel there was something about it. It just never really resonated with me. Um, as much as you know other people i guess i'm not to say that i'm not patriotic or anything like that right um but then after september 11th that it was i distinctly remember having that change right in my mind it was just kind of like no this is a huge symbol for me now right Mm -hmm. um but um and we did you know as a nation for the well, for the most part, we really did come together. Uh, of course, there was a lot of vitriol against, oh sure, um, yeah, Muslim Americans, correct, and that kind of stuff, and um, uh, and then you know, as with anything else, it felt like the day after that, people started finding ways to divide it again. You know, and, <laughs> oh, of course. And that's just it's it frustrates me because and I've I I don't know if I read this somewhere if I came to this conclusion myself but it always seems like that people will never be united unless they have a common enemy. That's probably true. They it can't be hey let's all you know pass out the bongos and you know be happy <laughs> together. It's always like you know we're only going to be together if there's somebody else that we're going to hate. Right. It feels like I don't know that maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm cynical, but in my experience, it just feels like. No, I, th- I, mean, I think you've got something there. I really do. Um, and, and yeah, exactly. Like I said, it, it comes down. It's the same thing I was talking about with the empathy is, you know, we have to basically eliminate all the enemies that we could possibly have. And then I'll feel what you feel. Um, yeah, and you know the um, going back to the Oklahoma City bombing. I think I may have told you guys this, but you know that happened in um, April '95. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated from college in '96, and that summer um, I drove out to uh, New Mexico to do mm-hmm. an uh, uh, outdoor drama. Uh, and I wanted, since I was going to be driving through Oklahoma, I wanted to see if I could find it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe they would have signs up. I mean, it wasn't even a year, you know, and yeah. um, 
Well, actually, no, it had it been a little over a year, I guess. And so I got there and I just, you know, we were in Oklahoma City and uh, I was driving across the uh, country with somebody. And so we were like, OK, well, who's working at it also? And so we just kind of drove and I turned a corner and boom, there it was. Right. And mm. it was, I mean, so bizarre to think this is that, that was probably one of my first experiences of that place. Right. Of, you know, having seen this trauma on TV and here it was. I mean, you had buildings right. that were still damaged. Yep. Um, and you had the fence up around where the building itself was and they mm -hmm. had things taped to it and tied up to it. You know, pictures and letters and cards and all that right, kind of right, stuff. Right. And it was. Uh, yeah. So. And that then that's how I experienced uh, Ground Zero my, my first time I was out there. Uh, in no, no, May of 2003, they were just finishing up digging out the rest of the rubble, um, and there was there was an observation area that was the only memorial type thing. The fences, like you said, were still up with all the missing signs. Uh, mm. There was still damage to the buildings across the street. There was a fire department that I don't know even know if it was operational yet. So yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like when you when you see the real thing, and it's it's. You know, a memorial, usually stuff's been cleaned up, made to look nice, and right. as it should. Um, but if you're there, if you, I don't want to say if you can be there, you know, in the immediate aftermath, but if you are either lucky enough or unlucky enough to be there in the immediate aftermath of these things, it's not pretty. None of it's pretty. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, this has turned into quite the, uh, the little, little episode. Good episode. We I don't we hadn't intended on it. No, coming but, into this. No, but um, but it turned out of real course, well. Leave it to me to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's let, we'll wrap things up for this one, and sure. uh, we'll come back next week with an, another episode ready to go, and we're going to be heading into uh, our Hatfield histories and stories from the road segments that you can catch on YouTube. Uh, we've got a nice little. Uh, playlist and and channel or uh, youtube channel that you can like and subscribe to and share most importantly share it with everybody uh covering lots of stuff that uh all of us have experienced uh in our travels and or our family past it's, it's going to be good stuff yeah enjoy these while you can before we move everything over to OnlyFans. <laughs> dear, dear lord well they're you know they're changing their content standards i thought so they no be... they actually reversed it oh they, res uh, they rescinded yes they, they did. rescinded well, well, there's, still, there's still hope for us <laughs> <laughs> all right gentlemen well until next week have a good one